Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months, plus 1,000 bonus cash on the 2022 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equals $13.89 per month for 1,000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Carousel Capital, regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 331-2022. They will provide you with a free portfolio assessment. It's your life. Your era, invest in it. Air Capital Management LLC is a registered investment advisor. Investing in all securities involves the risk of loss. Visit aircapitalmanagement.com or call them at 509-559-6229. That's 509-559-6229, aircapitalmanagement.com. Dylan Lyles, we have an extra button, uh, an extra image up at the top of the screen. We Tell do. me who this is. Who is this? We do. This, this, the, that picture of that smiling young man, uh, Chris Ford. Uh, Chris Ford is the host of Generation Y conservative podcast mm. that can be heard pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. You know, the YouTubes, the Spreakers, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all those wonderful places and so mm-hmm. many more. Um, I had stumbled across Mr. Chris uh, in, in, a, in a Twitter post at some point um, and has a story that will somewhat tie into the vote that uh, the Dems blocked about the the partial or uh, the born alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. Uh, Chris Ford, welcome to the show, man. Hey guys, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, dude. I appreciate you. Like we were, we were talking. Like I said, I talked to you a little bit. You have a, a very interesting um, kind of family story. Um, I, can you go just, just real fast, kind of give everybody like kind of a once over, like explain just exactly what it is that makes you. Uh, uh, so special and, and have a, uh, kind of an extra horse in this race. Okay. Well, what I'd like to do is probably jump back into, uh, the very beginning and, and okay. how I came to the pro-life position that I have today. And that is, uh, when I was in high school, I would consider myself all around a liberal, uh, on almost every issue. And it's amazing that we go through life and we have all these these little circumstances that kind of lead us into different areas as we grow up and and everything has moved me over to the conservative side but at the time what i realized was what i realize now is looking back public education really indoctrinated all of us into thinking that abortion was really a means to an end for you know just another way of birth control and everything yeah. and Yep. At the time, when you're a student, you, you sit there and you listen to this stuff and you, you agree with what they're saying because in the back of your head, you probably have that thought, hey, this is what's going to be on the test, this is what I'm supposed to say, and that's yep. almost exactly where they get their hooks in you, you know? Yep. Uh, it wasn't until I actually went to college that my first year there, I kind of got into, I, I guess, a relationship with someone, and uh, we started seeing each other hanging out and everything, and... At one point in time, I drove her back, and we were just talking about some personal things, and this girl broke down crying to me mm. and said that she had to tell me something. And it turned out that she just wanted to relay to me that she had had an abortion in high school. And it was a very emotional moment for her and I listening to it. Right. And she was wondering where that child would be today. Would it be a boy? Mm. Would it be a girl? How would she be as a mother? And 
as much mm-hmm. as I was there trying to be there for her in the back of my mind, I'm also sitting there as a listener thinking to myself, oh my gosh, this is, this is not what they teach you in school. This is, this is real life stuff here. And this emotionally impacts people when they have an abortion. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's never taught in school. So immediately to me, my, my first reaction was, okay, you know, I, I still, I still understand where some people are coming from with their thoughts on why they would have an abortion, especially in extreme cases. But at this point, I've moved to the to that women are really physically and mentally affected by this. So mm-hmm. I should really be a little bit more open-minded to the pro-life message. And I really moved my position from pro-choice to pro-life, except for the uh, circumstance of rape or incest or anything like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay, so from there, what happened was I, I started being a little bit more vocal about that and uh, getting into conversations, uh, actually talking about these things. And wouldn't you know, within a couple months, <laughs> I was talking to my parents about it, and my mom stopped me, and she said, as I said, that except for in the case of rape and incest, she said, i got to tell you something. Um, just so you know, my father, my grandfather, is was the product of a rape. He's no longer around at all. And mm. what happened was I've been finding out more and more about this over the last couple of years. Back in the early 1900s, my great-grandmother, his mother obviously, was uh, a late teenager when both of her parents unexpectedly died. Mm-hmm. And she, to make a living and support herself, because that's what they did at the time, they didn't have all these programs to rely on and everything, she went and worked on a farm. Right, mm-hmm. And on that farm, the husband and wife who ran it, at one point in time, the husband raped my great-grandmother. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I, just to find that out, I, at first, for a couple of years, I actually thought that it was just a, a rape. And, you know, rape is rape. I, I have people in my family and friends that have been raped, and that's a terrible thing all around, which is why I kind of took that pro-choice-ish stance and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then to find this out, uh, what ha- ended up happening was my great-grandmother actually escaped that farm. I uh, had a good friend at the time, and they talked it over, and she ended up being convinced to give her baby, my grandfather, over to her friend for her friend to raise. And my grandfather grew up referring to his actual mother biologically as his aunt, and his mother, or his, um, the one he was adopted by, by his mo- as his mother. And it wasn't until later on that all this was found out and everything. And it's just insane to actually track mm. what we have today, looking at my grandfather who had kids, who had kids, who now, that's our generation, us having kids. I have three daughters myself. The last time we checked, it was around 28 to 30 uh family individuals that wouldn't exist today if she had performed, Mm. if she she had gotten an abortion back at that time. So Mm. I am technically a third generation product of rape. Wow. That is amazing. Yeah. uh, You think about that. Okay. Third generation product of rape back in the day. All right. So what you're going at and what, what you need, what, what we need to get people to understand is that rape doesn't just affect one person. And not just rape, but exactly. abortion doesn't affect just one person. 
it, it affects yeah. generations upon generations upon generations as it continues down the line. Because if you if you if if he had been aborted, you would never be here. Right. That's right. Mm. Things that's, would look a lot different. That's for sure. <laughs> right. Right. Mm. So you, you you add that in, and it's not something that anybody thinks about on a daily basis or or a continual understanding of. You know, we we had a story. What was it? Uh, Monday. Was I it Monday, so. or was it so. or was it when we took over for for um, Brandon? It was when we took it over for Brandon. Um, when we took over the show for Brandon, we had a story about uh, uh, this Chinese lady. She'd had, oh yeah yeah yeah. She was yeah. twenty seven years old, and within within six years, she had seventeen abortions. Oh, yeah, seventeen abortions. Oh. Her OBGYN was telling her that literally it is unsafe for you to have children now. Yeah, the odds of her carrying yeah, I mean, next to at that middle. point, how can she have children? You would wonder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently her, her, her boyfriend is very virile. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Lucky him. Um, but no, yeah. And then, yeah, she's like not able to have kids. This whole thing is damaged. And it's it, going back. I still, I, I love hearing your story. I mean, it's a tragic story. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but it, it, like you said, it gives you pause. Cause everyone today is all about the, it's the instant gratification. It's first, it's about the individual. You know, the 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 person who's the usually the female who's going for the abortion in the first place is only thinking about herself and a very short distance down the road. You're not thinking about uh, like like the young lady you were talking to who, you know, was starting to reflect on, you know, would it have been a boy or a girl? What kind of a life did it would it have had personalities, all this stuff? No one ever thinks long term. And we're, we're getting sucked closer and closer into this tight knit little circle where it's just. Right now, instant gratification, out of sight, out of mind, and we could be done with it to the point that you get somebody's people mm-hmm. who are proud of it, you right. know? Yeah. Right. Well, uh, to, the, to that point, actually, one of the things I've been discussing a lot lately in regards to in line with what you're talking about with the uh, instant gratification there is I've, I've kind of had this realization lately that we are looking at, I think, generations of people right now that advocate pro-choice options for for reasons that kind of all mesh together. Um, mm. I think, number one, I think school indoctrination, honestly, is a very big one. I think that it numbs your senses to what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. And if they could actually see, you know, what's going on in, in the unplanned movie that's just coming out right now or coming out soon, yeah. I mean, they gave that thing a rated R rating. Uh, yeah, I saw having that. Having no violence or anything in it, mm. and I, I sent out a tweet that live action picked up, and a bunch of people started tweeting. I said, "Of course, it's it's rated R." I mean, we're talking about the murder of a baby here. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. it, it would yep. be it would be silly for them not to give it an R rating, and, and equally silly for parents not to bring their teenage children to that movie anyway and teach them what they're not learning in school. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. When, um, you, when you come to but, that, when you just Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just, I was just saying. When you come to that, it's, it is a point of action of the parents at that point. You need to, nope. if it's, right. if it's rated R, but it's something that they need to know about. It's something that your kids need to know about, but it's rated R. Okay, well, it's an educational film, right? Yes. All right. I, as a parent, as an adult, need to take my teenage daughters and, and sons to go watch this movie. It's my job yeah. and my responsibility to make sure that they're there. Yeah, but how many parents are actually I, like I, I that? I think that's though? a point that needs to be pushed home. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Parent, parents nowadays, though, are not going to take that kind of responsibility. They don't take that kind of responsibility. Now it's it's up to to uh, the government. It's up to the, the schools. It's up to every it's everybody else's responsibility to raise their children. And, and no one actually takes that moment and sits down and says, hey, this is you shouldn't do this. Because I think if parents were, right. were a little bit more involved, then we also wouldn't have this issue with, you know, transgenderism and, and the, you know, fluidity and all this jazz. It would be there would be a set path that some and not, not to say that some people would still go that way, but it wouldn't be near as as big of a air quotes movement as as it is right now. That's for sure. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I do want to jump back to the one point, though. You're, you guys were talking about the, um, uh, the I forget, the, the point that I was, I was about to make, though, is this whole justification for supporting abortion, right? Mm -hmm. And I've come to this realization that I believe that besides the indoctrination of children in school these days and those generations growing up and just having that flimsy understanding of of what abortion is and what it is, like what goes into it and everything. I do believe that the majority of people that are defending abortions have either a had one themselves and they're justifying their actions for it despite how it may make them feel mentally, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Or b know someone personally, like a friend or family member, who had an abortion and then feel like they have to justify their actions by supporting that person uh, as a pro-choice person so that they don't feel like they're letting them down as a friend. So and I can tell you right yeah. now, I've had not only that experience with that girl in, in uh, college there, mm -hmm. but a fantastic woman who um, her and her husband are in their 60s or 70s, I'm not sure. They used to go to our church. They moved to a different state now. And my wife and I actually saw them as mentors to us because of how they modeled their life around Christ. And mm. she admitted to us that she had abortion, at least one abortion, I forget mm. if it was more, when she was younger, and how that mentally affected her. And you could not find a, uh, well, you could. I, my point being, she's a very vocal pro-life uh, advocate now. And I think that's probably one of the most beautiful things that we as conservatives, as Christians, as libertarians, um, as pro-lifers really need to embrace is the fact that if someone has an abortion and they come out of that experience seeing the, the flaws in their judgment at the time and are a voice that we can use as, as a tool in the pro-life movement and surround them with love and say, I, we get it. You know, we understand mm -hmm. what you just went through and we're not going to condemn you and your actions Instead, we can use this opportunity to reach those that feel like just because they had an abortion or don't know really what's going on, you can be that voice in our community and say, I went through it. It was a mistake. And we need to really embrace those individuals and show them compassion and love, I believe. That is true. That is definitely true. And one of the places that, you know, we we enjoy, you know, if you want to reach out and you want to be a voice to people, um, the one of the better ways you can do it go to patriotmobile.com. Why? Because they are America's only conservative cell phone company out there, and they're doing the exact opposite of the liberal gun grabbers and uh, the, the disgusting 
policymakers t- talking about the New York abortion laws and Bluebird gun control laws and the stalemate on the border and everything else. You can join thousands of Americans using Patriot Mobile and get reliable nationwide coverage and watch your hard-earned dollars fight for not only your First and Second Amendments, but the border security and the sanctity of life. Not only that, but uh, Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every bill to conservative causes like Heritage Foundation, the NRA, and the Susan B. Anthony list. Switch to Patriot Mobile today. It is easy, and their unlimited talk and text plans start as low as $20 a month. If you need more motivation, mention Doc when you call 1-800-APATRIOT or when you visit them online at patriotmobile.com forward slash Doc and you get two-month activation fee waived. See, is enough is enough. PatriotMobile.com or 1-800-APATRIOT, PatriotMobile.com forward slash Doc. Join the fight today. And you were saying with uh, with, with reaching out. Now, one of the, one of the people that we interviewed before um the culture of life movement uh culture of life it's a uh, col1972.com col1972.com they're doing a very similar thing they're reaching out through fashion actually um they're using they're using a fashion uh, a fashion line and a fashion industry to help promote life and the standard of life overall and above all uh trying to get rid of abortions and making sure that uh women choose life that's awesome uh i I believe you know what i've been hearing on the radio a lot lately from uh conservative voices like yourself and i uh is just people coming out of the woodwork and saying listen we have let this narrative go on for way too long sat in the wings and allowed it to happen because of the social implications of what could happen to us for standing up against abortion. And we've just reached a point now where it comes down to you have to be a pro-life advocate. You have to stand firm. You have to get up on a roof and shout it from the rooftops that you are pro-life. And you have to spread that message because for too long the pro-choice movement, the the pro-abortion movement, has taken control of this narrative and run with it and destroyed the, some of the moral fabric of this country, of the world, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, to, go, to go back into the whole embrace culture, too, you know, one thing I would mm-hmm. also point out is uh, as, as Christian as, as I am and uh, we go to church and everything, you know, there's, there's, certainly, there's certainly bad characters out there that shed a bad light spotlight on every type of group that's out there. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. And there there are certainly Christian groups out there that surround these Planned Parenthood clinics or march on sidewalks in public uh, areas and everything that carry around the signs of, of the aborted babies and their body parts and everything. And, and it's shock value, you know? But I, I believe that the message there is lost because are you changing minds? How do you gauge that you've changed a mind? Where's the the numbers to support that? And how do you push someone away from the pro-life movement, the Christian movement, or anything else? I would much rather see an individual that is pro-life set up a table outside of a Planned Parenthood with a pot of coffee and a couple cups and a seat on the other side and say, hey, listen, I know why you're here. Do you mind just sitting down and talking with me for a little bit, and I'll be your, I'll be your brother or sister in Christ here, and, and let's just talk. Let's let's go yeah. over some options that maybe they won't go over with you in there. I want I want to show you compassion and love, and try to lead them out of that through example and love instead of this shock value that's based, I believe, in in hatred. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and again, it, what bothers me a lot is it goes back to you, what you're talking about as indoctrination is it, it you start seeing these pictures and stuff of these little kids, these little girls, you know, up, you know, five, six, seven years old, holding signs, talking about, you know, it's their right and their body and blah, 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 blah. And, and it, it, it makes me cringe. I mean, I have, I have three boys. I don't have any girls yet. Um, but, but still that, that <laughs> thought that there's people out there who are are teaching these young girls at, at a very early age that it is okay to, to, to kill a, a life, to end a life because in, in, in what equates to the name of, convenience it mm-hmm. it it literally bothers me to to absolutely know in that that we sacrifice our children in the name of of convenience and 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 you know my needs and my wants and and nobody stops to think because everybody's like oh well it's it's my right it's my right it's my body well what happened to the right and and the 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 life of that child mm-hmm. I, I there's these little things that and again i was I was raised in a little farm and, and you know homeschooled my entire life. So I, you know, for most people, like this is very simple for me. It just doesn't make any sense, and I could be the idiot here, but I never, I've never understood. <laughs> no, I don't believe you are. <laughs> we homeschool our kids too. I think I think you were uh, very privileged to go through that. Yeah, he has uh, a lot of white privilege of schooling because you just you, you don't get all the crap that goes along with public education. That's for sure. Oh, I do. I, and that's why, like I said, I, I, and I have quit my job and I stay at home and homeschool my kids mostly for this kind of thing is the, the indoctrination that goes on for everything. And it's not just abortion, but I mean, the, 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 the the crap that they're feeding our kids and nobody, the parents are not, again, are not doing their job. They're leaving up going, Oh, well, I don't have a degree in education, so I don't know anything about it. So they must know more about it than I do, mm-hmm. you know. Or these, well, these psychologists thought, saying that it's okay for these kids to be fluid in gender, you know. Yeah, was, yeah, absolutely. Just, I was just, I, I was just going to interject there real quick and say, yeah, uh, you're you're speaking my language there because um, if you ever have the chance, go on my YouTube channel and look up the video I did uh, for this TV station tried to pick me up and we shot a pilot. Um, and it, it, it kind of fell through. The pilot went fantastic, but the closing segment I did was called A Breakup Letter with Public Education. And <laughs> I basically presented it as a breakup letter with public education and why I was breaking up with them and we're through. You know, you gave a and Dear John so letter to public education. There. I think you guys would really enjoy it. And if any education topics ever come up that you want to discuss, I served on a school board. Uh, I was the youngest to do so in my community at the time. And education is a huge, huge topic for me. But I think what you were talking about right there is actually kind of a perfect segue into what you guys opened with, which is on uh, Monday, the you know Congress voted on this infanticide bill, mm-hmm. and the, the <laughs> it's amazing to me the historical context of what we have gone through up to this point, which is. I think, I think we can all agree that looking back since Roe v. Wade, for the decades that followed that, the, the terms that were always used was safe, uh, I'm sorry, um, what was it? Safe <laughs> and rare. Safe but rare, 
right? Mm-hmm. right. Safe legal you kept on, Safe you kept legal on getting this message that it was more like, you know, as long as it's within the first trimester or something, that this was something that was okay to do. And they kind of justified mm-hmm. it into you had teachers in biology that would put up fetuses mm-hmm. uh, of, of a human and different animals and say, see, there's no difference. You can't tell me which one is a human. You're probably going to get it wrong, and this one's like a baby elephant or something like that. Right, and they and screwed they up. Let, really me, let me hold you right there. We're, we're about to come on a commercial break. I don't want to I don't, I don't cut your thought, but I have to. Hard break. We'll be right back with the rest of that thought. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your dish-authorized retailer now. 800-570-6630. 800-570-6630. That's 800-570-6630. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. It was raped and got pregnant. Mm-hmm. I'd be. <laughs> and we're back. We are. This is the Fitters Live, and Dylan is still battling on in the background. Coming through the commercial break, like he can't tr- keep track of time. It is what it is. <laughs> I'm usually used to watching you, and you know, I was completely thrown off there, and it was. It's oh, just, it's all right. That's that's just it how that's how it goes. Welcome to live radio, folks. Yeah, <laughs> love it, man. You're on Mojo Five O. Hey, have you guys checked out Tar River Arms yet? I if have. you haven't, you should have. It's a traguns.com, traraguns.com. They are modernizing the online firearm sales to accommodate the online generation. They you get great service easier. and you do some good in the world with Patriot Mobile. Sign up for a Patriot Mobile account today. Start saving money, get great coverage, and do a little bit of good because they support companies, organizations, and candidates that you like. It's patriotmobile.com slash doc. Patriotmobile.com slash doc. Our mojo runneth over. Mojo five o. Arm yourselves, America. This is Defenders Live on Mojo Five O Radio. You can find yourself anywhere if you want to listen to our podcast. But if you want to hear us live, we are right here on the iHeartRadio app, Mojo Five O Radio. You can also find us on Facebook if you go to Mojo Five O Radio on the Facebook page, and then go to the video side. We are there. You can talk to us. You can chat with us in the box there on the Facebooks. You can also chat with us on the Twitters. If you use at DOA show, at Dylan Lyles, or at Stephen Airy, um, always, and as always, use the hashtag what I learned today. Why? Because we want to know. We want to know what you learned today. It is what it is. It's what we need to do. It's how we need to work. Oh, uh, before we get going. Yeah, it is what it is. Hashtag it is what it is. Before we get going, <laughs> era capital management. I'm going to tell you about these guys. You see, do you manage your own investments? No. I don't. It's not easy. See, uh, no. save yourself some time and trouble. Contact Era Capital Management today. They will provide you with a free portfolio assessment. It's your life. 
your era, invest in it. Era Capital Management LLC is a registered investment advisor. Investing in all securities involves the risk of loss. Visit ericapitalmanagement.com or call them at 509-559-6229. That's 509-559-6229, ericapitalmanagement.com. Dylan Lyles, we have an extra button, uh, an extra image up at the top of the screen. We Tell do. me who this is. Who is this? We do this, this, the, that picture of that smiling young man, uh, Chris Ford. Uh, Chris Ford is the host of Generation Y conservative podcast mm. that can be heard pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. You know, the YouTubes, the Spreakers, iTunes, iHeartRadio. All those wonderful places and so mm-hmm. many more. Um, I had stumbled across Mr. Chris uh, in, a, in a Twitter post at some point um, and has a story that will somewhat tie into the vote that uh, the Dems blocked about the the partial of uh, the born alive abortion survivors protection act. Uh, Chris Ford, welcome to the show, man. Hey guys. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Dude. I appreciate you. Like we were, we were talking, like I said, I talked to you a little bit. You have a, a very interesting, um, kind of family story. Um, I, can you go just, just real fast, kind of give everybody like kind of a once over, like explain just exactly what it is that makes you, uh, uh, so special and, and have a, a kind of an extra horse in this race. Okay. Well, what I'd like to do is probably jump back into uh, the very beginning and, and okay. how I came to the pro-life position that I have today. And that is uh, when I was in high school, I would consider myself all around a liberal uh, on almost every issue. And it's amazing that we go through life and we have all these these little circumstances that kind of lead us into different areas as we grow up and and everything has moved me over to the conservative side but at the time what i realized was what i realize now is looking back public education really indoctrinated all of us into thinking that abortion was really a means to an end for you know just another way of birth control and everything yeah. and Yep. At the time, when you're a student, you, you sit there and you listen to this stuff and you, you agree with what they're saying because in the back of your head, you probably have that thought, hey, this is what's going to be on the test, this is what I'm supposed to say, and that's yep. almost exactly where they get their hooks in you, you know? Yep. Uh, it wasn't until I actually went to college that my first year there, I kind of got into, I, I guess, a relationship with someone, and uh, we started seeing each other hanging out and everything, and... At one point in time, I drove her back, and we were just talking about some personal things, and this girl broke down crying to me mm. and said that she had to tell me something. And it turned out that she just wanted to relay to me that she had had an abortion in high school. And it was a very emotional moment for her and I listening to it. Right. And she was wondering where that child would be today. Would it be a boy? Mm. Would it be a girl? How would she be as a mother? And as much mm-hmm. as I was there trying to be there for her, in the back of my mind, I'm also sitting there as a listener thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, this is this is not what they teach you in school. This is, this is real-life stuff here, and this emotionally impacts people when they have an abortion. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's never taught in school. So immediately to me, my, my first reaction was, okay, you know, I, I still – I still understand where some people are coming from with their thoughts on why they would have an abortion, especially in extreme cases. But at this point, I've moved to the to that women are really physically and mentally affected by this. 
so mm -hmm. I should really be a little bit more open-minded to the pro-life message. And I really moved my position from pro-choice to pro-life except for the uh, circumstance of rape or incest or anything like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So from there, what happened was I, I started being a little bit more vocal about that and uh, getting into conversations, uh, actually talking about these things. And wouldn't you know, within a couple months, <laughs> I was talking to my parents about it and my mom stopped me and she said, as I said, that except for the case of rape and incest, she said, I got to tell you something. Um, just so you know, my father, my grandfather, is was the product of a rape. He's no longer around at all. And mm. what happened was I've been finding out more and more about this over the last couple of years. Back in the early 1900s, my great-grandmother, his mother obviously, was uh, a late teenager when both of her parents unexpectedly died. Mm -hmm. And she, to make a living and support herself, because that's what they did at the time, they didn't have all these programs to rely on and everything, she went and worked on a farm. Right. Mm -hmm. And on that farm, the husband and wife who ran it, at one point in time, the husband raped my great-grandmother. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I, just to find that out, I, at first, for a couple of years, I actually thought that it was just a, a rape. And, you know, rape is rape. I, I have people in my family and friends that have been raped, and that's a terrible thing all around, which is why I kind of took that pro-choice-ish stance and everything. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But then to find this out, uh, what ha ended up happening was my great-grandmother actually escaped that farm I had a good friend at the time, and they talked it over, and she ended up being convinced to give her baby, my grandfather, over to her friend for her friend to raise. And my grandfather grew up referring to his actual mother biologically as his aunt, and his mother, or his um, the one he was adopted by, by his as his mother. And it wasn't until later on that all this was found out and everything. And it's just insane to actually track mm. what we have today, looking at my grandfather who had kids, who had kids, who now that's our generation, us having kids. I have three daughters myself. The last time we checked, it was around 20 to 30 uh, family individuals that wouldn't exist today if she had performed, mm. if, she, if she had gotten an abortion back at that time. So mm. I am wow. technically a third generation product of rape. Wow. That and is what, amazing. Yeah. That, that, uh, you think about that. Okay. Third generation product of rape back in the day. All right. So what you're going at and what, what you need, what, what we need to get people to understand is that rape doesn't just affect one person and not just rape, but exactly. abortion doesn't affect just one person. It, it affects yeah. generations upon generations upon generations as it continues down the line. Because if you if you if if he had been aborted, you would never be here. Right, that's right. Mm. Things that's, would look a lot different. That's for sure. <laughs> right, right. Mm. And so you you add that in, and it's not something that anybody thinks about on a daily basis or or a continual understanding of. You know, we we had a story. What was it? Uh, Monday? Was I it think Monday? So. Or was I think it? So. Or was it when we took over for for um, Brandon? It was when we took it over for Brandon. <laughs> Um, when we took over the show for Brandon, we had a story about uh, uh, this Chinese lady. 
She'd had. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was yeah. 27 years old, and within within six years, she had 17 abortions. Well, yeah. 17 abortions. Mm. Her OBGYN was telling her that literally it is unsafe for you to have children now. Yeah, the odds of her carrying yeah, I mean, next to that point, How can she have children? You would wonder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, her, her, her boyfriend is very virile. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Lucky him. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah. And then, yeah, she's like not able to have kids. This whole thing is damaged. And it's it, going back. I still, I, I love hearing your story. I mean, it's a, tragic story don't get me wrong i mean but it it like you said he gives you pause because everyone today is all about the it's the instant gratification it's first it's about the individual you know the 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 person right. who's the usually the female who's going for the abortion in the first place is only thinking about herself and a very short distance down the road you're not thinking about uh, like like the young lady you were talking to who you know was starting to reflect on you know would it have been a boy or a girl? What kind of a life did it would it have had? Personalities, all this stuff. No one ever thinks long term, and we're we're getting sucked closer and closer into this tight knit little circle where it's just right now instant gratification, out of sight, out of mind, and we could be done with it to the point that you get some of these people mm-hmm. who are proud of it. You right. know? Yeah. Right. Well, uh, to that to that point, actually, one of the things I've been discussing a lot lately in regards to in line with what you're talking about with the uh, instant gratification there is I've, I've kind of had this realization lately that we are looking at, I think, generations of people right now that advocate pro-choice options for, for reasons that kind of all mesh together. Um, mm. I think, number one, I think school indoctrination, honestly, is a very big one. I think that it numbs your senses to what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. And if they could actually see, you know, what's going on in, in the unplanned movie that's just coming out right now or coming out soon. Yeah. I mean, they gave that thing a rated R rating. Uh, mm. Yeah, I saw it having that. no violence or anything in it. Mm. And I, I sent out a tweet that live action picked up. And a bunch of people started tweeting. I said, of course it's it's rated R. I mean, we're talking about the murder of a baby here. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. It, it would yep. be it would be silly for them not to give it an R rating. And, and equally silly for parents not to bring their teenage children to that movie anyway and teach them what they're not learning in school. You well, know what I mean? Yeah. When, um, you, when you come to but, that, when you... Justi- Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was, just, I was just saying, when you come to that, it's, it is a point of action of the parents at that point. You need to nope. if it's if right. it's rated R, but it's something that they need to know about. It's something that your kids need to know about, but it's rated R. Okay, well, it's an educational film, right? Yes. All right. I, as a parent, as an adult, need to take my teenage daughters and, and sons to go watch this movie. It's my job yeah. and my responsibility to make sure that they're there. Yeah, but how many parents are actually I, like I, that? I think that's though. a point that needs to be pushed home. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Parent, parents nowadays, though, are not going to take that kind of responsibility. They don't take that kind of responsibility. Now it's it's up to to uh, the government. It's up to the, the schools. It's up to every it's everybody else's responsibility to raise their children. And, and no one actually takes that moment and sits down and says, hey, this is you shouldn't do this, because I think if parents are, right. are a little bit more involved, then we also wouldn't have this issue with, you know, transgenderism and, and the 
you know, fluidity and all this jazz. It would be, there would be a set path that some, and not, not to say that some people would still go that way, but it wouldn't be near as, as big of a air quotes movement as, as it is right now. That's for sure. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I do want to jump back to the one point though. You're, you guys were talking about the, um, uh, the, I forget. The, the point that I was, I was about to make, though, is this whole justification for supporting abortion, right? Mm -hmm. And I've come to this realization that I believe that besides the indoctrination of children in school these days and those generations growing up and just having that flimsy understanding of, of what abortion is and what, it, like what goes into it and everything, I do believe that the majority of people that are defending abortions have either a, had one themselves, and they're justifying their actions for it, despite how it may make them feel mentally, right? right. Mm -hmm. Or B, know someone personally, like a friend or family member, who had an abortion and then feel like they have to justify their actions by supporting that person uh, as a pro-choice person so that they don't feel like they're letting them down as a friend. So and I can tell you right yeah. now, I've had not only that experience with You get great service and you do some good in the world with Patriot Mobile. Sign up for a Patriot Mobile account today. Start saving money, get great coverage, and do a little bit of good because they support companies, organizations, and candidates that you like. It's PatriotMobile.com slash doc. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. Our mojo runneth over. Mojo Five O. Mm -hmm. I'd be <laughs> and we're back we are this is the finish live and Dylan is still babbling on in the background coming through the commercial break like he can't tr keep track of time it is what it is <laughs> I'm usually used to watching you and you know, I was completely thrown off there and it was it's oh just, it's all right that's that's just it how that's how it goes welcome to live radio folks <laughs> you gotta love it, man. you're on mojo 50 hey have you guys checked out tar river arms yet I if have. you haven't, you should have. It's traguns.com, traguns.com. They are modernizing the online firearm sales to accommodate the online generation. They are making it easier and more comfortable than ever to purchase your firearms online. They are America's first virtual gun store. If you like brick and mortars, too bad. Go check them out on the 3D interactive experiences that you can view and inspect all your guns in a full 360-degree view uh, zoom in. You can see in high def quality if they even have a speck of dust on the handles and the hilts and the the butts and the stocks and the barrels and everything else that they have available to you. You can see it all. It's amazing. Great guns, great prices, great services. Veteran owned and operated. Kurt is an amazing person. He even has his own cell phone number sitting there as your customer service line that he pretty much answers 24-7. That's a crazy man right there. They have layaway and consignment options available to you today. TRAguns.com. TRAguns.com. Tell them Stephen over Mojo sent you. TRAguns.com. 
Com. Love that place. By the we way. were hitting a uh, we were hitting a commercial break, and uh, we killed your entire train of thought. Can you get back to it? <laughs> yes, Chris oh, Ford. Yeah, those of you just tuning in for some we, weird weird reason, Chris Ford uh, from Generation Y Conservative Podcast is is joining us. We're talking abortion and and all that good stuff. And yes, if you could continue, please, sir. It was getting good. <laughs> okay, absolutely. So. Uh, where I left off was basically we have these teachers in high school and everything that will throw up different species uh, fetuses on the, you know, a slide projector in my day <laughs> mm-hmm. or, um, you know, video screen and everything, and they try to trick your senses into, well, if you can't tell the difference between any of these fetuses and not pick out the human one and they're so closely resembled, then it's not really a baby. I think that's what they're really trying to trick you into. So we have this whole you know, mentality for a couple decades of, hey, listen, at that point, uh, it should be safe, uh, but rare, and happen within the first, you know, couple months of a pregnancy. And I think a lot of people could kind of go along with that. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, in the 2000s here, we're talking about this rush to defend, uh, you know, third trimester abortions and partial birth abortions, and then immediately following that, this infanticide bill. Yes. Uh, yeah. Not bill, but this infanticide declaration basically by Congress of, hey, if, a, if an abortion is botched and doesn't work and the baby survives and the baby is born Just put the onto baby the delivery room. table, that we're going to either, A, have a conversation of allowing it to live, allowing it to live, which, <laughs> by the way, in the declaration says we have – a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and everything, mm. life being the first one there. Right, right. Um, mm. Or we're going to talk about letting it die or actively killing this baby. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And people are people rightly are freaking out over this thing because people on our side of the argument, on the pro-life side, have been talking about slippery slope arguments for a very long time. You know? Yeah, and, hey, if, this, if we allow this, it'll lead to this. If we allow this, it'll lead to that. And, and they're like, you know, this whole slippery slope argument is just ridiculous to the left and to pro-choice people. And yet here we are actively discussing now not a baby that's inside the womb of a mother, which at that point they're still arguing the whole it's my body, it's my choice. Mm-hmm. We are literally talking about a baby outside the womb, no longer part of the woman's body, and mm-hmm. killing that baby. And the only logical conclusion to draw from that in the slippery slope argument that we're obviously winning right now saying that that is true, and how can you prove that wrong at this point, is the next logical step has to be, well, if you don't like your kid at 8, 9, 13, Mm -hmm. 15, hell, they're going off to college and you don't want to pay that college bill tuition, that we can actively kill them then. And the crazy thing is, if you look back on the Internet, I I would actually challenge people to look this up. Just search for something along the lines of British woman advocates suffocating children. On YouTube. Yeah. And oh, I remember that. We talked about that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. 10 years ago. We talked yeah. about uh, that. Yeah. British... Oh, yeah. You've talked about it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, she that was, was 10 years ago they were advocating that. How can you say that that's not the next logical step in this in this line of thinking for pro-choice people? Mm-hmm. Well, and if that's if that being the case, then why why should we have the the uh, a, a law against murder as a whole? Like as a whole, forget like even you know suffocating children by this British lady. Just throw the whole thing out and and just right. let it be a giant free for all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you, if, if you're I'm glad you guys that. saved me from doing a British accent. By the way, I was going to. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. 
<laughs> but it's but it's true. Like what what at that point, you know, we might as well just say it, it murder itself is no longer illegal because theoretically, then at that point, if I killed you or if I killed Stephen, then I theoretically am just doing your mother's a favor. Well, it depends. Technically, it depends. It depends if they wanted you or not. Right. That's all. Yes. And that, at that, that I've moment. never. I again, simple homeschool brain does not come uh, does not you know compute this whole thing. It doesn't. Uh, what what is the difference between? And it goes back to like you were saying where the, this whole uh, abortion bill or the uh, the 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 bill that they were voted against, where if the botched abortion happens and this baby comes out, is literally laying there in pain and struggling just for own life. And these people are discussing whether it should live. Uh, why, why should right. there be a discussion? You you've already birthed the baby. The hard part is done at this point. Cause that was the mm-hmm. whole point of, well, you, you abort it before it's born. So you don't have to go through all the labor and all the trouble. Well, you've labored it. It's yeah. done. It's labored. So why, yeah. Why would you end the life at that point? Why would you even have a discussion? That, and Steve and I have mentioned this. I might have mentioned this the other day. Um, there, there are people who work in hospitals who, who have connections, and some people are actually from Child Protective Services, are in the hospital. They are ready and willing to take that, that child and send it off to a family who needs it, who, who would Wants love it. it and take care of it. Why do you have to take that moment to discuss whether or not this child lives? Hmm. I can't wrap my brain around that at all. What you're, talk- what you're talking about there is actually the next logical step for our argument on our side being pro-life, which is, listen, there's no denying that the adoption system is overburdened and an expensive, expensive process. And if we really want to pursue changing abortion policy, we also have to actively pursue actively changing adoption policies as well. I have friends that have been waiting for to adopt uh, another child for a long time, and to get their first child, they waited an extremely long time. And it's uh, it's a mortgage, uh, well, more than a mortgage. I mean, you're talking mm-hmm. tens of thousands of dollars to adopt a child, and how many people can afford to support a child, but can't afford that upfront cost at first? They, they you know. Look, when it comes to giving, having kids and everything, you're never ready. You're never ready. As you could be, no. you could read all the what to expect when you're expecting books that you want and everything as much as you want. But when that baby comes, it will change your life, and you have to adapt to it. But if you're mm-hmm. already in a financial rut to start with to start that process, and then having to support the child after the fact, that's where it gets really tricky. And we do have an overcrowded uh, adoption system and i think we need to actively reform that as well in conjunction with abortion policy as well mm-hmm. agreed mm-hmm. agreed i'd like to with you because like i said i've my wife and i are are, are in the process of trying to look into uh, adopting and it it is they do they do not make it easy for anybody for for you know someone to put a kid up for adoption or for uh someone who wants to adopt like you said, there's the 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 mountains of red tape. The the money financial is astronomical, and but yep. they complain about it. Well, you know, well we just we, yes because murder is better. I, I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it and doesn't they, make sense to me. But then they also complain about uh, about people going overseas and right? saying, "Oh yeah, you know, getting the kids from overseas isn't that more expensive?" No, no, it's it not. Almost <laughs> balances out the same. It balances out the same, but you can get the kid faster. 
That's all it is. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, absolutely. I, it's it's insane. But you know, <laughs> there's just so much stuff that feeds into this topic that I think you know I I, I would love to have a fun show with you guys and and be laughing and and joking about a bunch of things because that's that's my show. Like I'm I'm along the lines of being humorous all the time and trying to make things funny because. Politics is a dry subject. And if, you yes. have to make it funny. If you don't laugh, you're going to cry. so many things in this subject area that come at you from all different angles. I mean, what was mm-hmm. it, last year that we saw the statistics and numbers coming out of Iceland about them being so happy that they have a 0% Down syndrome rate now mm-hmm. because it's they abort them all? Yeah, it's and not that they have 0% that. Down syndrome. It's that um, they kill all of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and I think the scary uh, another scary thing is you know you look at the Charlie Gard case and mm. uh, who was the other child um, over there Alfie recently. Alfie um... Alfie Evans Alfie Evans yeah Alfie Evans there uh, by the way a great story as great a possible story as you could possibly have to that uh, they just had another child uh, so oh, they're happy God. about that but still. Sad and reflecting in that baby's face, seeing Alfie Evans as well, and and it's just a terrible thing to deal with. But my point being, you take those two examples and you you try to force people to look at what's going on in these healthcare systems overseas, and you see it's it's not a conspiracy theory. They focus on the 18 to 45 year old group of patients over in the UK. And if you fall below that 18-year-old, um, you haven't lived life long enough yet, so you won't miss it. If you're over 45, you lived a long enough life, so it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore. And they will take this decision of, uh, you know, you're in the hospitals. Do we save this person's life, or we t- do we take the organs of this person and donate it to the 18 to 45-year-old group? And this is actually like a cost-saving measure at this point because. Their healthcare system runs them into the ditches with everything, mm-hmm. and it's, that's a scary thing. And people are not waking up to the fact that they are advocating for that type of thing here, along with all these abortion policies that they're pushing through. I mean, we're talking about absolute just evil in the world right now. And I think, you know, uh, if we're going to push it into politics, this should be the running campaign of Donald Trump that the, these people on the other side, every single Democratic candidate in Congress right now that's running for president voted yeah. against uh, this this bill that would protect infants born uh, from botched surgeries and want them to be just killed because that was the outcome that was supposed to happen. Yep, that's really true. And, you know, guys out there, if, if – this subject makes you sick to your stomach like it does us. Um, one thing that you may want to do is you may want to actually try to help your stomach out. Go to lovemytummy.com forward slash mojo. Use the promo code mojo. You can get a three-month supply of Atron Teal. Atron Teal is, the, uh, is America's first over-the-counter proven solution for bloating and GI issues. It's developed by a board-certified gastroenterologist. It is safe for daily use. 100% natural polyphenols designed to address bloating problems where they begin, not just treat the symptoms, guys. It's, a, it's not a probiotic or an antibiotic. It's a blend of polyphenols that's desired by your body to work and regulate your gut and in methane production and then function as a postbiotic to benefit your overall health. It's your body's health that starts, not only it starts and ends in the gut. So go try it out today. Go to lovemytummy.com forward slash mojo, promo code mojo. Uh, lovemytummy.com forward slash mojo. Go try Atron Teal today. Make yourself better. Make your life better. 
live a little better. <laughs> and so speaking of legislation and pushing through things and, and the campaign trail, um, I find I find it funny that we're that, that we're going to that point, but I really don't think that legislation is really uh, really going to help very much right now. I, I I kind of I'm more on the the edge of we've gotten to the we we have our logical conversations, right? We have our logical conclusions. Mm-hmm. We talk to these people, yeah, and we we are willing to 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 sit down and you were mentioning earlier you know the people that are standing outside of abortion clinics you know with the big signs and stuff those people aren't willing to sit and talk they're just willing to fight and fight and fight and yep. you need to fight there has to be people willing to fight but you're not going to change hearts and minds fighting you're not going to change a heart and a mind fighting and when you have such indoctrination like you have planned parenthood actually coming into the school systems now teaching this crap uh, under the guise of sexual education. No, shut up. I'm not joking. You, I the, know. We, we <laughs> talked about it. So you have that. You have these people coming in, and they're talking to the schools. It's not just indoctrination from the schools themselves. It's Planned Parenthood funding these organizations going into the schools, making sure that they talk about abortion rights and abortion, because it's, it's not abortion rights. There's no such thing as the right to kill a child. Nope. Nope, nope. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O.